Welcome to Hashtag Travel Talks. It's your podcast on the latest digital trends in travel and tourism marketing. And here's your host, Nolly Nicholas. So welcome to a new episode of Travelcast. And today I receive Zoe Dorning. Welcome, Zoe. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Thank you. So can you present yourself? Yes. So my name is Zoe Dowling. I work for a research technology company called Focus Vision, and I'm based in Los Angeles uh, on the Southern California coast of, of the U.S. And I'm the lead research strategist at Focus Vision. And really, my background has been sort of a nice combination of a researcher, a technologist, cultural observer, sociologist, and marketer. So quite an eclectic background. Okay. And... Um Can you tell us what you speak at the Marketing Week about um, your topic when you spoke about the virtual and physical world, especially regarding, let's say, video? Yes, absolutely. So what we did, and just to put it into context, is we had conducted a research study uh, into how people are using video within social media sites. Because we all know how big video is. It's very difficult to go online without coming across a video uh, within, I would say, a few minutes of visiting a website. And video has very much become part of our day-to-day experience online. And so we were curious to see how, what are the motivations and behaviors around why people are and what they're doing around watching and sharing videos, short videos, 15 minutes or less, mm-hmm. so not your Netflix or your your Amazon Prime video, but just a short video, why people are, what are they doing? How, what are they watching? And why are they sharing? And so that's what we looked into. And uh, what did you find out, especially in your research about how we, I would say, watch videos? <laughs> what, what we do. So we actually found um, some probably quite intuitive and expected findings, but there was also some interesting nuances that came out. So we did find that the, the sharing scene really takes place when people are, you know, got it at home in the evenings, oftentimes alone. It's just a bit of me time with themselves, probably their phone and their internet. And so people are browsing social networks, generally Facebook or YouTube. Um, but sometimes some of the other ones like Twitter or Snapchat, they come across a video, they watch it, they like it and they share it. So this is a very common scene. Mm-hmm. But what we found, um, the other thing that was very common that we found was that, you know, why do people share? Well, as you would expect, they're sharing things where, because it's, you know, it might be of interest or entertaining to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So on the surface, sharing is actually quite lighthearted and, and throwaway. And, and we saw this reflected with the types of video content that's being shared. So we found that entertainment and, and humor leads the way. And when we look into the types of topics, what people are sharing, the categories, we found that music, mu- music's uh, something that people quite often share, around 52% of people say they share some music. And this, I think I referenced in the, the presentation at the Insight Show, is that you know, Despacito, last year's runaway hit, is a yes. great example of this. Uh, with its 5 billion views now on, on YouTube. And so people are sharing out things that they might find, you know, entertaining or humorous and, and just, you know, they want other people to find it so. So that's all quite 
quite expected, I think. It's something we can recognize that we do ourselves. But when we looked a little bit deeper, what we found that there was the video sharing is a way to connect with others in their lives, sort of also on a, uh, because it's real experiences that they're having together or it's touching on emotions. And so there is that, that deeper form of connection going on by sharing videos. And I can just give a couple of examples just quickly on that. So we go back to the, mu- the music example. Or, uh, mm-hmm. uh, we, we did yes. have an open-ended question when we asked people what was the last, the last uh, short video that they shared. And one example came out was uh, somebody shared uh, the song Mountain Music by Alabama. And she'd shared it because she saw it on Facebook and shared it with her dad because it was something they used to listen to together when they were, when she was younger. And it's that kind of idea of, oh, I'm, I'm sharing with my dad. I'm, I'm remembering, you know, good times, old times that we had together. And it's just having, I'm thinking of you now type of moment as well. And we saw that repeated across actually what people, people do when they are mm-hmm. reaching out to their, their family and friends. Yes. We, we do find something else though. Um, and I think this kind of moves to maybe where you would like to go is, is, is how this fits for brands and why are people sharing sort of branded content out because, because they do. And this is where it's sharing out that, that kind of real life experience that they're, that they're having. Uh, they might be sharing, they might be talking about trying a particular product with a friend. This was one of the examples that came out in their, in the open ended questions uh, that we asked people you know, trying out a product and they've been talking about it, sort of a group of friends have been talking about it and so have come across a product review and so shared it with with a friend so that they could continue that conversation and decide whether to make that purchase or not. So, so there's a lot of different things going on. Okay. And uh, in your research, did you find any, for example, different type of sharing videos, for example, in the morning, people are more sharing, I would say, funny videos. At night, it's more, I would say, educational. I don't know. Do you know, it's interesting. There wasn't a lot of time difference. We certainly looked into that. As I I said, sort of towards the beginning, the typical sharing time was more in the evening. And I think Mm -hmm. that's just when people are you know, you're, you're done with your day and you might be just spending a bit more relaxing time browsing the internet and social networking sites. But we did see there was actually a fairly um, even spread of when people were, were watching and sharing videos sort of morning, noon and night. I think it's when people have that pockets of time and it doesn't and they just it, people's browsing habits are quite eclectic. You know, you're not specifically looking for one thing or the other. It's what you're what you're coming across when you're just browsing. So there wasn't a particular time of day. So there is, for example, if I am um, <clears throat> a travel brand, for example, so I should, for example, for my tra- <clears throat> strategy, maybe post in the morning, I would say more, I would say relaxes, relaxing videos and uh, more, I would say, educational video uh, at night, for example. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to think about that because obviously you've got to think about time zones, some, something that, you know, wh- where are you based and how are you going to get people if you want to be very targeted on when they're going to get your post. I think that time of days for something like travel, I mean, hopefully for most people, this is a, you know, you're planning your leisure time, you're planning something uh, that's enjoyable. And, you know, that might be something that takes place more during the weekends as well as in the evenings. 
And so, yes, there is an element of when are you posting and, and reaching these people. But I think you'll also find that people will, will come to you. You know, if they're looking for travel, you know, if, if you're providing that video content that's compelling to them um, and they, they know that you post good uh, and interesting and informative and um, educational content, then maybe they'll follow you and they're going to see that and actively seek out your posts. So I don't think we need to be quite so specific on the time of day. Um, I do think time of, you know, weekend, you we might see spikes. Mm -hmm. but this is also going to depend on the type of travel brand you are what you're trying to do. And as you understand more about your, your target audience, you would have a better idea of, of whether you need to be that specific on the time. And um, did you also cover, I would say, all the video platforms such as, I would say, Instagram and Snapchat? And did you see any, I would say, differences in the use or mm. in the viewing habits? Mm. Good. It's a good question. Do you know, one of the things overall that did surprise me was just how dominant Facebook and YouTube are. Uh, the, the numbers we have is around sort of 83% for Facebook and 76% for, for YouTube. The next nearest sort of social site was Twitter at 29%, mm -hmm. with Instagram and all the others falling below that. Um, as you would expect, there were younger people gravitate to to the, the let's say the newer because all the social <laughs> the sites are very yeah. new but um sort of your your instagrams and so on uh twitters do speak to the to the millennials the younger audiences mm -hmm. but it was very striking how pervasive and across the board your facebook and your your youtube are for for all ages of of users so there is actually so the main tip platform are Facebook and YouTube and exactly. yeah did you also analyze I would say the duration of the videos is um, for example the longest one are what's say the more attractive or people are still looking for short videos yeah yeah no that's a great question and we did so we we put a bit of an arbitrary 15 minute limit as our top thing we were trying to go for short videos I think 15 minutes actually is quite long <laughs> okay what, what we found was more let's go to the the um sort of seconds like your six seconds because of course back in the day there was fine that had six seconds your six seconds through to your five minutes so that was the most typical range of videos that people said they watch the 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 kind of the sweet spot seemed to be between one and two minutes again that's quite a long period of time and you can convey an awful lot of information in in 90 seconds and two minutes and so people have the they're they're willing to to give that amount of time up but you know they are they are willing to give to give more mm -hmm. i think what i come to is it really depends what story you're trying to tell what are you trying to communicate and and how are you going to communicate that and what are the key things and then the, the wonderful thing i think about about online video is that we aren't constrained to the very set, you know, the, the television days where you had a, a 15 second ad, a 30 second ad, yes. and, you know, a 60 second. We, you know, you don't have to fill it to that format. You could have 32.5 seconds and nobody will care. So you, you've got enough time to tell your story, but I would say you've got to be very, you know, be very clear on what is it that you're trying to say. What do you want them to take away from it? You know, what's the the message and then make it very easy for them to learn more 
Okay. And what did you find also in your research about the, would say the video usage uh, among the millennials? Yeah. So what I found quite interesting about millennials, and, and it, again, some of this is quite intuitive because this is, this is the age group that has grown up as a digital native. You know, if you think that, um, for millennials, if you think that, that what Facebook now is, is a good, uh, what are we, if it was nine, 2004, if I'm not mistaken, we're 12, 13 years into Facebook. We're just about 10 years into Twitter. You know, this is a good chunk of people's lives, you know, going from their teen yeah. years that these platforms have been around. And so they're quite used to, to interacting and using it. Now, what I did find though was that the millennials are less likely to share with a broader group of people. Okay. They tend to be very specific and, and purposeful, I would say, about when they've seen something that they think is interesting and they want to share out. They create the group of people that they're going to share out with. And this is in contrast to say, let's take boomers who are more likely to share probably with just their entire social network. I mean, they're going to have smaller social networks on Facebook, you know, sort of more in the, the um, 20 to 50, 75 friends, if you like. Whereas, you know, your younger people are more likely to have hundreds and hundreds of friends on these platforms. And so, uh, again, that's just the nature of the like, growing up and friending people and what you do. And so you become more cautious about what you're sharing at. And so with videos, yeah, it's choosing sort of two to three people generally uh, to share out uh, the, the video of interest. And that's going to be linked to, oh, like going back to that early example of the product, you know, do we want to try this product? Do we want to buy it? Do we want to go see this movie together at the cinema this weekend? Do we want to go to these music festivals? Mm-hmm. Um, and so on. And you can see if I go to travel brands, you can see how well that works with travel brands. As you can imagine, a group of friends, young group of friends, sort of planning, we're going to have our, our summer holiday. Do we want to go to, you know, we've decided upon um, uh, somewhere in Spain. Do we want to try this resort, this resort, this resort? Or do, what, you know, activities are we trying for? And you can see where videos that they could share out would play very well uh, for, to help them make their travel decisions. And except, I would say, music. Did you find also, also other, I would say, uh, field, field or would say interest that, uh, millennials are willing to share except music. Yeah, they, they do tend to, to, to go for the sort of entertainment, your celebrities, your kind of news. Um, so those broad kind of categories. Um, the only one where the, the boomers really took the, so if I take the flip side and, and go for the older generation, the boomers really won out in the, the pets, the animal videos. <laughs> the cats um, run. So, so that, yeah, the cats, exactly. That resonates with, with that group. But I think um, sort of just with lifestyle, you could imagine for millennials, it's very much sharing that sort of lifestyle type videos. Yeah, but it is, I would say, interesting because the millennials are the one who, I would say, are using the most, I would say, mobile phone. And they are the, those who are, I would say, doing some creation before they're sharing. And uh, would say the boomer who I would say most of them are, would say use desktop version of websites and they would say share everything. Did you also find those, would say numbers in your research? 
around who who's uh, sharing for, for yes. the different groups. Yeah. Let me just see. We, we did find that it was a fairly broad base on on. So boomers are sharing much less than millennials. So in terms of actually watching videos, we found that it was actually fairly static across the board. Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, that's not true. I'm just looking at the numbers now. So watching short videos, we have millennials, around 70% of millennials say that they're going to be watching videos. And then around 42% of them say they follow on and they share the videos. So you've seen that drop off. Now, in contrast, boomers, there's nearly 50% of them that say that they watch short videos, but only 16% say that they share. So sharing is much more common with the younger age groups. Okay. And um, I was wondering also about the access. Did you find a difference between desktop and mobile access? We didn't dig into that too much. Um, We did find that typically a lot of things, and particularly when you're going to your own leisure time, that, that mobile is quite pervasive. We often think about mobile being mobile. You're on the go. You're out of house with it. But that's actually not entirely true because we see that, that mobile or maybe your tablets are used very frequently in home, most frequently in home as well. So being, I would say mobile, being mobile optimized friendly is essential. That's something that brands cannot get away from. And particularly when you're thinking something like a travel brand, uh, not just when in the planning phases, but when you're actually on your travels, you're often going to, you're, you know, very likely to be accessing on a, a mobile device. And so it, that's a, uh, an imperative strategy for, for travel brands. Okay. And so what would be, your, I would say, your advice if you are... Um, travel brand and you want to be, I would say, crush it on video marketing? Mm. I would say oh, there's, a, there's a lot of things in there. I think that if you're a travel brand, you've got to know, you know, always with any type of branding and marketing, you've got to think, you know, be very clear on what your core objective is, who your core target is, and what you're trying to achieve. And then from there, you take away the, the sort of the individual pieces. I would say um, personalization is one of the things that, that came through. I mean, we, we all know that personalization is important. And, um, of course, I'm, I'm pausing a little bit because it's hard to ignore the, the news stories that's coming out right now with, with Facebook and with Cambridge Analytica and, and all the things where when we are talking about sort of personalization and And, you know, how much information you know about your, your, your audience. Um, I think that, you know, there's a lot of sensitivity around that. And I think there's going to be, um, continued sensitivity. And I think brands can still continue to use this, you know, in a good way and to their value. And so understand, you know, which platforms their, their audience is on and, and create messages that resonate and provide them information because that was one of the key things that came out from the study was that in terms of branded content, people are looking to be informed. You know, they want to understand more. And that information might not just simply be about products or services that the brand offers. It might be um, more about, if you take the travel industry, the travel category, it might be finding out, you know, your, your tips for, for packing well. 
You know, you're going, there's, there's amazing amounts of content that you can provide that's incredibly useful and informative. And that's what, what brands, um, that's what their consumers, that's what people want to find out. And I think providing that kind of personalized. So if you've got uh, backpackers, you're speaking to that type of audience, then your packing tips are going to be quite different from your cruisers who are going to have uh, multiple different sort of activities and um, outfits and, you know, the, the uh, case restrictions are and weight restrictions are, are not nearly yes, as oppressive yeah. as for a backpacker. So that's what I mean about personalization and providing information that's really going to hit, hit home to your, you know, the real target audience that you're after for that particular messaging. Okay. So I have a last question for you. And uh, what was your, let's say, memorable travel in your life? Oh, memorable travel. <laughs> Do you know... I, I, um, I have, I bring up cruises because I've, I've cruised, um, quite a few times. And for the most memorable trip was when going from uh, South America and Santiago in Chile all the way down, uh, the coast, stopping off in Patagonia, going around Cape Horn, Falkland Islands and ending up in, uh, in Buenos Aires in Argentina. And it wow. was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Wow, so thank you, Zoya. So thank you for your time. And uh, how we can reach your internet? You can um, find me on LinkedIn by searching for Zoe Dowling. Um, and you, I'm also on Twitter at Zoe Dowling. Okay, and uh, do you plan any, I would say, conference uh, uh, speaking or this year? Um, the, I just finished a number of events. I think the next ones are going to be based in, in North America. Um, the next insight show and, and then we'll see about anything else that comes up. Okay. Uh, I don't know if we, we can share, I would say your research or not, or you have to edit that before to release it or not. No, we have a white paper that I'd be very glad to share as well as a, a one sheet on the implications for, for brands, what, what we found, and then implications for, for brands. So I'd be very glad to share that. Okay, thank you. So I uh, wish you a, a nice day. Thank you very much. Yeah, to you too. Thank you very much yeah. for having us. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.